Hi, everybody. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Good afternoon. Hello. It is afternoon, and I would like to call your attention, Kathy, to that. I know. I saw him when I came in. He's you most... never said anything. I'm like, did she see well, the baby Yoda? I, here, here's the problem is we were in the middle of recording another thing, and oh, in my head I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, he stands about, what, 10 inches? Yeah. Yep. About 10. He's 10 the 11. cutest little baby Yoda ever. Oh, my God. Mandalorian season two is coming out. I know. And I just, so I'll post a picture, but baby Yoda now stands by um, Jack and Sally on my little Halloween. That's a great corner. Next to, and then pinhead on the other side. And then I got Hellraiser pinhead that Kathy gave me for my birthday. And then oh, those, you just wait to see what you're getting for Christmas. Those are ornaments. Yeah, those are. Oh, look at the haunted mansion one. Yeah, there's like a haunted mansion ornament. There's a there's a Jack ornament. There's a Pluto's 60th anniversary. I think they That's did 65 stuff. something. Like that. Anyway, just want to call your attention to the Baby Yoda mostly. I uh, I real I realized over this past week that I. Something is really wrong with me. Yep. Yeah, I know you've known this for a long time. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're here. I mean, we watch we watch a lot of horror through mm-hmm. the week, and I'm actually going to share with everybody that the text exchange that you and I had the other day, which made me laugh really hard. Can't wait. <laughs> I woke up, so I sometimes will fall asleep too. I'm, I'm going back and watching a lot of the classics, mm-hmm. um, and I woke up the other night literally to like a bloodbath ensuing in my bedroom. I think it was like. 2 a.m. Wow. And it was, um, I had fallen asleep to Reanimator. <laughs> Love it. And so if those of you haven't seen it, it's an old 80s, really classic. Amazing. Uh, Jeffrey Combs, really great. So after an odd new medical student arrives on campus, a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centered around the reanimation of dead tissue. I am at the point where I'm kind of half asleep, half awake. Gotcha. And it is like blood curdling. I wake up to the chick on the cadaver table with the yeah, yeah. the scientist who mm-hmm. had taken over his experiments. And he's it's so grotesque. That's I mean, he's basically scene, sexually assaulting her. Yeah. And then all of these all of these monsters start to come alive. I wake up to like <laughs> and it took me like five minutes to wake up and I'm like I have a prop like this can't be my lullaby. Like the fact that this was what I was waking up at two o'clock in the morning and it took me a couple minutes and I wake up and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is going on in my room? And the fact that I, it was so comforting. I, the fact asleep, that you didn't know. Yeah, I was so out of it. So I sent this text to Shannon the other day. This is so funny. Our exchange here. Let me see if I can find it. I love it because, you know. I have, I won't share them now, but I, I feel you. It's the, it's the thought process. It, it, it was so. I've been there. <laughs> I said, I woke up. I said, I woke up to the blood curdling scream of, of the horror and reanimator getting sexually assaulted by an animated head. I have problems. She says, Chris keeps shaking his head every time he walks in the room. Someone's always getting killed. I mean, this is just like. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. And she wasn't even really horror. She actually, uh, the actress in that scene, remember the Into the Darkness documentary that I had been talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was yeah. great. She's actually one of the um, main people who's getting interviewed throughout that. And she's talking, and she had to talk about what that scene was like having oh, to really? film. Oh, really? Because it really vulnerable. It was an awful scene. They never would be able to do that kind of scene now. No. Um, but yeah, I was like, what is wrong? I mean, <laughs> wake up and she's getting molested by a head. All of these bodies get unleashed and they're just, det- I'm like, I got to turn this off. This is, t- this is terrible. <laughs> it's perfect though. 
I yeah. mean, I feel you. It's our job. <laughs> things are always dying. It's our in third the job. <laughs> in the living room, in yeah. my office, things are always screaming, dying, bleeding. Um, right. So let's do a little segment we like to call. Hard effects with girls. <laughs> you really got into it today. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. The villain in this film. I love how serious you get. <laughs> He's based off three real life serial killers. Are you okay over there? You want me to start over? I dropped something. No, go ahead. Um, the villain's names. The villain's name is based off of these three uh, real life serial killers: Charlie Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. Charlie Lee Ray. Yes. Oh. Do you know who that is? Woo! No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the movie inspired some real life crimes. So uh, one crime was that a woman was actually tortured by a group of men who were shouting sayings from the villain in this movie. That was one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the So the first of the series, so there's mm-hmm. multiple of this movie, um, is the only one that features no CGI. So it kind of gives you a date. And then there were almost, when the, in the sequels, the villain that they create for this film, there were almost a thousand versions versions of the animated version of this villain in the sequel. So they made over a thousand of him. They made a thousand versions of this guy. Of this guy. Hmm. Okay. So Charles Lee Ray is the name of, well, I just got that by deduction. I don't even know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's child's play. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. Welcome. I love how this is my favorite part of this is not the fact that I never know the answer. <laughs> That's not my favorite part. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I, I often don't know the answer to things in life. But um, my favorite part is that how one, how serious you take it. I just love that because it, it's fun and it's awesome. And especially when you get to like the, your little serious voice. It's like, informative. So it takes a big long pause and like she delivers it. I just love it. You know why I take that pause? Honestly, because I haven't read it in two weeks, and I'm like, I'm left-handed, so <laughs> well, sometimes I look back at my handwriting and I go, make sure the, I know what mm, the word that, that say? is. Yeah, no, but I love that, and <clears throat> I also love that, you know, when I think of Child's Play, I don't think about any of that. I yeah. think about Chucky. Right. And Charles I think about the right. movie, and I think about all the fun that it yeah. is and all that, but I don't think about that. So that's why I think mentally it never connects for no, me, too. It, it, it's impossible. <laughs> Most of these are impossible awesome. to figure out. It's super awesome, though, because then when it comes to the end where it's like, oh, it's child's play. It's like, wait, what? Wait, what did she say about it? <laughs> but then you later on in the week, you're like, man, I feel so much better because I have horror facts <laughs> with gas. <laughs> oh, you freak. Okay. I know um, so much more about child's play now. <laughs> I feel edified. I feel edified. Seriously. Uh, you, I believe, we're going to share something of an article or some kind of I, news it's, or it's really kind of an update. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> it's kind of an update. And um, <laughs> you about to crap your pants? I'm so, oh God, I hope not. That would be super embarrassing. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I don't know why I wish that. I mean, we're not, in to, we're not in diapers yet. Okay, yeah, like later you might have to take care of me in diapers, but like not still young and vital. So thank you very much. Go ahead. Nev Campbell confirmed for Screen 5. <gasps> I saw. I okay, totally so saw. people, they're people. making a Scream 5. So if you are a fan of this franchise, um, 
she's coming back. There was there was a there was a moment there where they weren't quite sure if they were gonna get her. Yep. But it says, well, our friends at Bloody Disgusting just dropped some news that will make all Scream fans very happy. Sydney's coming back. She'll join previously confirmed Scream alumni David Arquette and Courtney Cox. So it's, uh, let's see, it's aiming it's for a January 2022 release. Yeah, I know. That was my problem is I read the article and yeah. I was like, sweet. And then I'm like, oh, it's a long way away. It's a long way. <laughs> but I understand. We, we have we have situation. But so. I loved the fourth one. Okay, cool. I actually thought it was really good. I guess so, I'm going to have to do a rewatch before the fifth one comes out oh, at some point. I almost rewatched the first one the other night. That's one of my favorite series we've talked about. Yeah, you've watched it multiple times. I've only <clears throat> I've watched the first one multiple times, but the rest of them I have not watched multiple times. I mean, she's the Laurie Strode of Halloween. You can't do Scream without. Well, Mav. it's funny because I just heard myself say that. Like, oh, I watched the first one a million times, but not the rest. Is because the other day on our Discord channel, which for those of you who don't know... Um, we have a Patreon page, and if you're a member on in Patreon, you can join our Discord. Da da da. I have friends on there, and <laughs> I was asked the other day, "Did <laughs> I think it was in response to me like not knowing what the hell I was talking about about a particular franchise, which I will not mention at this moment in time?" The question was, "Did you grow up watching horror?" <laughs> and I mean, the they didn't mean it that way, like. Do you know anything about horror was kind of the implication, but it was more like, you know, um, I'm making fun of the question, but I think the intention of the question was like, when you grow up watching a lot of horror is really different from when the, like you're an adult and you start watching a lot of horror. Sure. And, and I, and I, my, so my answer was, I grew up exposed to horror, meaning my stepdad was a huge horror fan, um, and so I watched some stuff and but I didn't grow up being a horror fan mm. like you and I have a difference in right. that where I was exposed to horror, um, as we've talked about in the past, but I wasn't a horror fan. I was a, like an introverted, like sensitive. You kid. were just a horror. Yeah, I was just a horror <laughs> or a hoe. No, I wasn't that either. <laughs> Damn you for saying that. No. Uh. Um, anyway, I, I was an adult when I started liking horror. So it is a different perspective. I thought it was a really astute question in that way. Not that they meant it astutely, but it was just a question and yeah, conversation. I, I but I never thought about it that way. It's like, like being exposed to it versus like really being a diehard. Yeah. As a kid. Oh, I see. I'm not a diehard. No, no. As a kid. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Now no. you are, but I'm saying I yep. was like collecting Fangoria when I was like nine. Yeah. And it kind of came out of a conversation around like, I'm having to backpedal and like watch a lot of stuff, like watch, I'm right. like making my way through some series right now. And it's like, no, I wasn't the kid that was like growing up and watching every single sequel to Halloween or every single, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't that, I wasn't that kid. Like I'm having mm -hmm. to do a lot of. Yeah. And I also, you know what I also said, and maybe this is true for you too, but like I was, I've been a horror fan for a while now, mm -hmm. except when we decided that we both loved Halloween and we obviously also enjoyed talking about it a lot and decided like, hey, we should do something with that for fun and do a podcast. I mean, in the last two years, I have exponentially upped my horror game because of yeah. this. Oh, no, I was just thinking the other day. The amount of horror films I've seen now since we've started, mm -hmm. um, like stuff that I never would have exactly. gone back to watch, or and I'll talk about a couple of them today that I watched over these last two weeks, like going back and watching some that are really known in the horror genre, at least cult classics that I never would have mm -hmm. seen 
when I was younger or they were too too much of like a cult classic that I hadn't yeah. heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's really kind of cool to dig into that because a, lo- yeah, a lot of sure. like the major ones most of us have seen by now, but when you really go back, there are so many cult classics that I hadn't. Oh, there's, there's seen. too many for a lifetime. Like someone yeah. can throw something out and say like, Oh, have you seen this? And I can pretend like I've seen all the things in the world, but I totally haven't. Yeah. And that's part of the fun is that like, I love talking about it and having someone else love something so deeply. And I'm like totally not versed in it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Um, I wonder too, just real quickly, if, yeah. if um, one of the reasons maybe why you, you were exposed to it, but didn't get into it as much as being an only child. Yeah, yeah for sure. You don't watch this stuff alone as a kid. I watched it with my brothers. Yeah. I, you oh, know you're what absolutely I mean? right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's a really good point. I mean, like, yeah, like who was I going to, like I was going to, so <laughs> I could watch seven, it with my you're like, I'm going to sit down and uh, yeah, watch pop, pop Alice, Sweet Alice by myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna pop in child's play. Yeah. Let's let's do this, bitch. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that wasn't happening. But like I said, my stepdad loved it, so I so he wouldn't shush, he wouldn't shoo me out of the room. I guess is my point. But I was older by then. I was like nine, ten, eleven, or whatever. So it's interesting. I think that's a good point about the only child thing. And also, honestly, my mom would have had none of that. Like I had a no. <laughs> She just would have had none of that. Yeah. There is absolutely no way I would have, you know, been able to watch that kind of content with her like all up in my business, which she definitely was. So there's that. So the next thing we wanted to talk about is we actually got a digital screener slash press copy. I don't know what you want to call it from the makers of the movie Followed, which I believe came out on the 4th of this month. But mm-hmm. it's. I if I have that date wrong, I apologize, but it's definitely available because when I mentioned it to um, my friend Mikey on the Discord, he it, it sounded I, I don't know I immediately thought of him when I read all the press clippings and everything, and so I threw it out there and he immediately rented it uh, and and I have actually his thoughts about it as well that I could throw in here oh, cool. because always good to get like more than just our opinion. Because we all like different shizzle. I did want to make it clear, though, that like we're not getting paid to review it or anything. Um, Apparently that's a thing, but I will never have that be a thing. I mean, that will never be a thing in my in my producing to to get paid for a review because you got to be honest. So I just wanted to be I I did want to be like uh, transparent about the fact that we were approached and we got the copy for free. So I guess if that's paid, then we were given a copy. (laughs) Whatever. Um, All right. So let me say what it is. Let's start with that. Um, Let me look for the description. One moment. I was not prepared. Um, So followed uh, protagonist drop the mic is an aspiring social media influencer with a problem. He needs to surpass 50,000 followers before the end of Halloween weekend in order to lock down a lucrative sponsorship opportunity. And he's willing to do just about anything to seal the deal, including spending the entire weekend at the notorious Hotel Lennox. So that's the basic foundation of it. So you watched it, right? I did. I watched it too. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun too. What what are some of your initial... Um, well, I'm just going to go with some of like, what's just, some thoughts? Uh, Give me some thoughts. Before I even get into like plot stuff, just okay. some of the stuff that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. 
I thought that um, I just want to go to the cast so I don't butcher anybody's names here. Sure. I wanted to say that both Sam Sam Valentine and Caitlin Grace, who played Danny and Nick, were awesome. I thought their performances were great. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm going to be really transparent here. Sure. I thought. I thought the the women outacted the the men in this film. Oh, that's film. awesome! Um, <laughs> we like that. I uh, I was hoping for it to get a little bit more. I, I, like the the character development just didn't um, didn't quite land. It didn't fully. quite land. Like w- mm-hmm. the stuff that goes on with Mike at the end, and I really wanted to care, um, but I felt like it got like everything that happened to him felt very rushed at the end when okay. he finds out he's having a baby and yeah, like, like that. maybe they wrapped it up too fast uh, or, or there was this, um, we want you to really care about him because mm. stuff's happening and that just didn't land for me. So the development of his character just kind of needed a zhuzh. Yeah. But I did like the development between, um, it was, uh, I think it was Nick and Christopher. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that, that translated a little bit better for me. Um, I thought it was really fun. I thought there were a lot of really good jump scares. I thought the makeup effects were great. Yeah, they and, did a really um, good job. Te- technically, yeah. I thought, especially for it being an independent film, and you know, we watch some of these sometimes, we don't really know. I thought that was really great. To me, it was like a good combo between Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked the storyline. You know, a lot of movies this style have been made before, but it certainly kept my interest. I remember um, email or texting you at one point and going, "This." Is, I had started it before you, and I said, I'm actually really into this. This is really <laughs> fun. So it got me into the Halloween spirit. It's It takes you on a ride. It's... Um, you know, the only thing that I would have wanted a little bit more of for me was just I felt like the character development at the end got rushed because it was like all of a sudden there was this um, afterthought. I don't know if this is really what happened, but my mm-hmm. imagination was, yeah. oh, let's do a little bit more. We need them to care more about yeah, the characters. Yeah, somebody said, like, how do we get them to care about the characters? <clears throat> yeah, and I felt like that all kind of happened at the end. It was a little too late for me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't a huge fan it of sounds- Mike. I was not a huge okay. fan of Mike. But it sounds like the emotional connection is kind of yeah. what I'm hearing. What you're saying yeah. is that for whatever reason, you found yourself at the end not completely emotionally connected mm-hmm. to that character, which we really want to be, right? Right. Like, but for some reason, I did care about... Um, the two people you mentioned before. Well, Christopher, but also, um, was it Nick was the one that was going through the window? She was the one that had her own... I'm not sure about oh, no, the names. Dan- but, uh, I can't remember which one yeah. it was, but the there were some... There were some relationships that I cared about more than others, but Great. overall, as a as yeah. a film, I thought I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would say. I mean, like this is so for those of you who haven't seen it and might consider renting it uh, or buying it. It's um, a found footage movie, so you know, at least what they call find found footage movie, even though you know <laughs> they're not finding it, they're making it because he's a social media influencer. Um, I really liked it too. I liked the ride. I I liked the lead guy maybe a little bit more than you did as far as just him in general. I thought the acting was really good. I mm-hmm. thought I thought they, you know, so much of the time it, it it's not good sometimes in these exactly. types of movies. Yeah. Um, but I thought they did a, a stellar job of that. I thought the pacing was pretty good of stuff that happened, right? Like that can also be like, you're like, okay, something's got to happen. No, it was paced but the really pacing, well. The pacing yeah. was really good. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I would say, I would say watch it, especially if you like, um, like mockumentary found footage mm-hmm. type of horror movies, which is totally a genre that people dig. And it's one of the reasons why I thought of Mikey on Discord when 
when we were approached and then we were watching it, I thought of him because so so he ended up liking it. I want to just give a the en- shout the out ending to was good too. Yeah, 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 I know, right? I'm not yeah. going to blow the ending because I no. want people to rent it and buy it and watch the movie. But uh, he his his thoughts were kind of the same. And but in addition, he um he really loved the main actor and uh, Matthew Solomon, I believe his name mm-hmm. is. Um, found him really convincing. Um, was sort of saying that it was one of the better found footage movies he's seen in a while, that it was filmed well. And, you know, he mentioned actually the score that he really liked how the music score sort of matched the influencer theme, like the lo-fi music score. Oh, totally. And then, um, you know, that it, it, that it exposes us to the negative side of YouTube and being a social, not necessarily just YouTube, but like social influencing mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, yeah, he liked it. He doesn't normally like haunting movies, but I mean, we've also seen Host recently. Like, um, I don't know, they're doing a pretty good job in in this in this climate. Make although this movie was, I think, originally was made in like 2018. I think they just finally got distribution, and that's why it's like it's come a, out on screen. On you know, I could totally see the Shutter picking this up. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I mean, I think it really is. Yeah, like after they get through initially kind of yeah, trying to like, make some money. <laughs> I could totally see Shutter picking this up because I feel like the mm-hmm. types of people who um, subscribe to Shutter would really like it. I just, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and there it was there were a lot of really, really strong. Um, you know. I did too. So check out all of their info on followedhorrormovie.com. And it's got where you can watch it. It's got the trailer. It's got reviews. It's got all their media, you know, all their stuff. So check that out. And we really appreciate, um, we really appreciate getting to see it. You know, we get a lot of, Kathy knows this, but we get a lot of stuff, you know, sent to us like, hey, check us out with this, check us out with that. And and there's just not enough time in, in the show. But like, I try to pick stuff that we might be able to help because I like to help yeah. <laughs> so when I read about this and I looked at it I was like I feel like this is something kind of in our wheelhouse like let's give it a shot and it, and it was so that's awesome um what else have you been watching lady friend so I um finally it was I was trying to find this movie forever and then ironically I turned on shutter the other night and it's there um which is a movie from 1980 called fade to black um I love this movie because it is true psychological horror and there is some comedy in there. Mm-hmm. But um, basically it's it's starring Dennis Christopher who's incredibly creepy and great in it and Eve Brent, um, Mickey Rourke er- early on in his career, oh, Peter wow. Horton early on in his career, very minor roles. When he was hot. Yeah, back before all the plastic <laughs> surgery. Yeah. So the Eric Binford who's played by Dennis Christopher is a hollow, chain-smoking, socially awkward and unlikable young man who is mm. also an obsessed film addict whose love of old films extends far beyond his job at an L.A. film distributor warehouse and endless late-night film screenings in his bedroom. For his vast knowledge, he's been bullied by his friends and family. His singular obsession eventually turns into psychosis after he crosses paths with Marilyn O'Connor, an Australian model and a Marilyn Monroe lookalike who becomes a physical, the physical embodiment of his cinematic desires. Mm -hmm. So it, there are, um, delusional, um, you know, he, he clearly has hallucinations, delusions. He lives with his, uh, I think it's his grand, no, his, his aunt after his mother dies, she essentially raises him, but she's very, 
um, abusive. He ends up killing her and he becomes these old movie characters. Like he becomes Dracula. And when he kills somebody, he goes in and he bites them and he, he, it's really in the makeup in some of the scenes. It's almost reminds me of like Buffalo Bill from silence of the lambs, the Mm -hmm. way it's very, like he's very androgynous. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's incredibly psychological and really bizarre. And there's some comedic mm-hmm. elements, but it, I, I finally saw it. I've been wanting to see it for a long time because it's really a cult classic. And if you haven't seen it, it's really interesting. And if you like the psychological piece to it, I recommend it. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm going to put it on the... It sounds really familiar. You know how I am. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Have I seen it? Maybe. That's why I started keeping a log on Letterboxd this year. <laughs> but I only started in January <laughs> because otherwise it's like... I don't know. I have no yeah, idea I mean, if just, I saw it or not. He, and then it's almost like he has a uh, DID in a sense. Like he, mm. he his, after his uh, aunt dies, then he starts to dress up and go by Cody Jarrett, um, mm-hmm. which is the main character from white heat. So he just starts to like really embody these characters and different personalities come out. It's pretty fascinating. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. I guess what I would say, I mean, I watch a lot. We both watch a lot. But the thing I would pick to talk about, it would be, um, I watched both The Babysitter and the new Babysitter Killer Queen. Oh, which how is, was that? <laughs> That's good. I almost watched that. <laughs> That's good. So if you like horror comedy uh, and specifically teen comedy horror, um, these will be right up your alley. So I... I really like The Babysitter from 2017, which is the original one directed by Mick G. Well, both of them are directed by Mick G. And a lot because I the, the main blonde in there um, that plays the main part, her name is Samara Weaving. I just love her. She's awesome in it. And not to mention hot and fabulous and funny. And I love the emotional connection in that movie. So what I would say is for the babysitter killer queen that just came out on September 10th. So literally a few, you know, when you're listening to this, it's like a week ago. Uh, the difference for me is that the, there was this emotional connection in the babysitter and I cared about the ending I'm not going to talk about the ending, but like I cared about it, what happened between this boy and the babysitter and, and how it kind of developed and I bought it and I bought their connection and everything. And then, and then the movie ensues really (laughs) the things ensue, but for babysitter, uh, killer queen, although I, it redeemed itself a bit at the end because it, it came together and there was there was something there for you <laughs> to go like, oh, I get it. Um, I wasn't as connected. I found myself like doing other things while I was watching it and I was doing a watch along. So I, I found myself more engaging in the watch along conversation more than watching the movie. And for me, what that's because like I'm not feeling emotionally connected to it as much. Now, that's not to say I didn't like it. I didn't hate it at all. I enjoyed it. And I could see, you know, I could see watching the first one again. Absolutely. Because it's a, it's a fun movie. Um, the Killer Queen. And then I would probably just watch the second one because, like, that makes sense to me. I'm such a completionist. It's like, it's like OCD. You, you really are. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out if I saw it. It's hard original. for me not to <laughs> when I don't. It's it just takes me, me back to, to um, uh, 
um, Chernobyl when it took you so long. But you I know, but I was doing it. You're I like, know. give I, up. I, I'm, I'm a little bit like that too. Um, trying to think. I don't know if I ever saw the original Babysitter 2017. It's a good one. I would say watch it. And you know what? That brings up something I wasn't going to talk about, but I've been trying to get through uh, Lovecraft Country. I heard that's really good. So that's good. I'm glad. I like when people are successful and people watch their shows. I am not finding that to be true. The first episode was freaking phenomenal like i watched that first episode and by the time you got to the end you're like what mm. like that is amazing and then i was holding on through the second episode and now i think i've watched four maybe and so this is the problem i start to forget which is not a good sign um i've watched four of them i think and i'm starting to lo lose the judge but uh, because i <laughs> Because I am a completionist, I imagine that at some point I will make time to, like, when they're all out and they've gone through their whole cycle of the story. Because mm -hmm. that's what we live in right now. Like, there's a whole cycle of a story and I can forgive a couple of episodes. But if I'm watching them week to week, like they want to try to go back to, a lot of these streaming yeah. services want us to try to tolerate that, which I think is fine. Because some series, it's like, it's better that way. Like The Boys is doing that, and it's just better. Because those episodes are so freaking nutso that you got to have a minute to digest. Sure. <laughs> but but yeah, anyway. So that's my, I didn't expect to talk about that. But that's my like early thought about Lovecraft Country. But again, I'll revisit it. I know I, I always do, even the bad stuff. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping it cycles back like that, you know, like in the arc, it's better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's all. All right. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Click. No. Um, thank you so much for listening. I wanted to give, um, again, I wanted to say, you know, check out the followed movie. We really enjoyed it. I think it's a, a great addition to the horror landscape. And secondly, I wanted to give a shout out to Mikey Mansch Manschcott. I've never said his name out loud. That's amazing. I'm so sorry, Mikey, if I butchered it, but uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Mikey thrills. And he's awesome. He's an actor. He's also a writer. He's writing. He's like horror guy. Cool. Like he's like a horror dude. Like you say anything horror, he knows what's going on. He knows all about it. And um, I believe he also runs a Facebook uh, group for um, gay horror. I believe. And okay. I'm sorry, if, sorry if I'm butchering what it's about. But that was my understanding. Yeah. Is that like like the queer culture? And, yeah, yeah. And centered, film. you know. Yeah. Like, so that's awesome as well. So thanks, Mikey, for all that you do. Um, this has been Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon, and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, sleep safe.